Joey. How you doing? I'm doing great, Alex. Enjoying myself here in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, Baltimore. Yeah. So this is pretty much always the first question I ask my guests, which is where are they located and how has been the pandemic for them so far? Ooh, the pandemic here has gotten a little crazy during Christmas time. Even now, uh, the Omicron variant has really hit this area and caused a lot of cases. They're making people wear masks inside and doing all these sorts of things again. But it seems to be settling down a little bit here in Baltimore. It got a little crazy around Christmas, that's for sure. And I'm in Quebec in Canada and, you know, like the, the, you know, like even, even Jordan Peterson, um, has tweeted something about, you know, like the Quebecers saying, you know, free yourself from that tyranny. And, you know, like, <laughs> and I started laughing because, um, you know, like we're so fucking deep in it right now that, you know, like, um, we're talking curfews. Um, we cannot have guests at our place. Really? Um, yeah, it, 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 you know, like we, so however crazy someone from, you know, like, uh, south of the border tells me that they're into, it has nothing to do with how lunatic our situation is right now. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but, you know, like it's, and I don't want to do this into a political debate. You know, like I got all my shots, you know, like in the booster this and booster, that. you know, like <laughs> I, I, you know, like I just want to be like a, a docile and, and just, good citizen but um at the end of the day um i have a young kid uh they've pushed out um well as we speak now they've pushed out the return to school for my son to january 17th um which causes all kinds of nightmares for um because my wife and I have a full-time job and, you know, like, so mm. obviously, and actually my manager and my, the company I work for is in the U S so they just can't understand what kind of socialist country I live into. You know, like they, <laughs> they're like, are you in Russia? I'm like, no, but you know, we, we uh, we're, uh, yeah. Deep management of the citizens, um, which, you know, gives, Great healthcare. Well, AKA, um, you may wait 50 hours to get something done, but you know, like, um, but at the same time, um, it is free. Um, but yeah, you know, like, so, so interesting for, for, for you to say that, you know, like the, the holidays were, um, were, uh, challenging. Um, and one of the main reasons why I do ask that question is um, I, I, I'm not predisposed to anxiety, depression. I don't have that in me. You know, like I, I may have, um, I may have had, you know, like a few um, bottom of barrels, you know, like where, you know, like, uh, you know, like when I, when I broke up with my, you know, like my ex, you know, like that, you know, like the, the, the mother of my first two kids. Um, which, you know, like was pretty much rock bottom in terms of emotional state. Um, but I know I don't have, you know, like, I, I guess I, I'm, you know, I'm, my DNA has that kind of resiliency where, you know, like I find my way out of, you know, those, those dark, uh, places. Um, but I, I feel greatly affected by the pandemic, you know, and one of the reasons why I do ask the question is that, um, the holidays has shown me that, you know, like even in, you know, like the, the people, close friends that I have, um, you see, you see, um, you know, like the, the couples are, are being, um, really, really challenged and, and you can already see that, you know, like some, you know, like are going to be, um, their couple situation is going to be impacted by, you know, like the, the, the whole, thing um have you witnessed or seen you know like a, kind of a rise in you know like the anxiety level the depression level of you know like people close to you family uh friends oh yeah during this whole time frame when covid even got introduced what was it 2020 everyone seemed to take this mental toll from what we went through 
I think a lot of people I know have just gotten used to the fact that COVID's around. They've done the work they needed to do, went back to the gym, got their fitness right, got their mental health right. Nowadays, with the new stuff coming in, I definitely have seen people that uh, are sad or, or they had even they had jobs that they're supposed to go into the office. They're social people. They want to see their colleagues, meet people, interact, but they're stuck in, in their apartment, just sitting there yeah. in the dark on meetings and calls. Zoom meetings get old fast, especially when they're boring. So it's it like... Does. They're just talking about all this stuff, culture, and you're just sitting there and you have no one to talk to. You're literally just there. The only way to talk to someone is via Teams or any of those the apps that the companies use. So you're very secluded and that naturally is going to cause a little bit of a sadder state regardless. Yep. So yeah, I've definitely noticed a little bit here and there. How much of the, uh, do you think and you know, like I'm, I'm no experts, but um, how much do you think it's gonna take? Almost like a, um, you know, like impact of almost to to uh, post traumatic stress level um, coming out of this. Do you think you know, like the 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 in general, you know, like the the you know like that the the quickness at which you know like because you t you told that between waves you know like people you know like were were had enough of you know like going back to gyms and 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 gathering together you know which we which we had very very few you know like that's why you know like i'm I'm curious about you know like kind of the the speed at which you saw the people coming back to quote unquote normal and you know like not keep stayed and you know in that state you know um do you think that there's going to be impact or, you know, like, or, or you, you see from, from the, from what you saw that, you know, like people come out of this and just move on? Oh, I think there'll be impact. It depends on the person, right? It's how you look at the situation. At the end of the day, you can sit here and, and say like, this is happening. It sucks. And wallow and, and be a pity party. Right. Or you can still get it done. Find out, get some weights, get a bench press in your house right? Yep. Make it happen, right? There's certain ways. And for people that are adaptable, they learn how to adapt when situations get tough and, and figure it out. Now, it's going to have effects regardless, but I think it's important for people to see, all right, these are the things I can't do anymore. How can I still do them? Maybe not in the exact same way, but so I can still keep that routine and do the things that I'm used to so that when we do come out of this, you're, you're better off. You're not in that state where you're depressed or what we're talking about. You know, you're struggling because of what we went through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's always on, you know, like it's so weird because, you know, like that podcast, I've asked that question for past eight months. You know, like I, I, I don't know why, but I didn't talk much, maybe the past 10, maybe the past year, let's say if I push it, but I didn't have the, um, I didn't see the, you know, like, why would I ask the question? Um, and the more I go, you know, like, and, and, you know, like, actually, you know, like, here, the deeper we get into the situation, the more I do think about, you know, like, the people and how people are going to be, um, are going to be able to overcome this when, you know, like, when, when, if, if we do ever get back to fucking normal, to be honest, so, like, it's, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know what's going to be the conclusion of that, you know, like at, at the end of the day. You know. Listen, all I have to say, and it's bold, but if you wait to overcome it till it's done, you're going to be fucked. So, yeah, you got to overcome it while it's happening. You're just going to be screwed. Like, yeah, you're waiting for something that it's, may it's gonna, never come back. It may never come back. So don't wait. Do it now. Don't. Set yourself up for as much success as you can, no matter what situation you're in, because clearly it's different in Canada than it is here. Like we definitely have looser guidelines than you guys have right now. So do what you got to do. It's it's tough. I mean, we live where we live. We got to deal with what we what we got. Just make the most of your situation. Don't wait. That's that's not going to be good. Yeah. Thank you. You know, like it's uh, you know, like I I I like talking to um people elsewhere you know like the 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 
you know, like the situation dif- different, as you said, you know, like the guidelines are different and I guess the impact is different as well. You know, like it's just that at some point you ask yourself if, you know, like the authorities do wonder about that balance between, you know, like the mental health state and the physical state of people, you know, like where you, you get worried about, you know, like whatever freaking variant that's out there. But at the same time, you know, like you, you're just hurting more and more the uh, state of mind of, you know, like your population. So, and then again, not a political statement here, just, you know, like a, a general um, kind of observation that I got, you know, like from, from talking to all of my guests and, you know, that are everywhere in the States, for example. So um, back to regular programming, as they say, um, Joey, I, I do ask my guests every single episode to kind of rewind back their tape, uh, you know, like their life story tape and bring it back to um, whatever you consider, but, you know, like in, in the earliest memory would be something of an impact that has changed you in your life. Yeah, maybe, you know, like in terms of, you know, my alcoholism, for example, you know, like it's, it's you know, pretty much, a, um, you know, like on my mother's side, family drinking a lot and having m- way too much fun. Um you know, like what would be that, that early memory of yours? Yeah. I grew up a normal kid in New Jersey, good family, had the opportunity just to go to school, elementary school, middle school. Um, and that range when I was, uh, 11 and a half going into 12, I went from one day playing in a soccer game and being the star of the soccer game. I love soccer. I was really good. I was on club teams. I was, I, I had big hopes and you know, like when you're young, you have big hopes. I was good for my age to getting bit by a tick, getting Lyme's disease, struggling through that, but knowing that I'd heal, but the limes and the weakness never seemed to go away. The doctor said, you don't have limes anymore. So we don't know what's going on. Fast forward months and months from doctor to doctor, I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease called juvenile dermatomyositis. It affects the muscles and the skin. And she said it was triggered from the limes. The limes triggered this inside of me. I don't know how it works, but here I am with JDM at 12 years old. That disease that hit me changed my life forever because it changed my athletic career, where I wanted to go. It changed who I was, my personality, because I had to take steroids when I was 12 and a half. And for people that don't know, steroids stunt growth. So when you're going into puberty you take and you take steroids, it's going to stunt your growth. I'm supposed to be 5 foot 11. I'm 5 foot 5 right now, which is fine. It's not the shortest I could do with that, right? But I was like four foot eight at that time. And I was scared. I was like, am I ever going to grow? She's wow. telling me I'm gonna, my, my growth's going to be stunted. I already got made fun of in school for being short. I was waiting for that growth spurt to be like, I'm not sure anymore. All right. Don't be bullying me about that. Then my biggest nightmare came back of, oh, you're not going to grow anymore because you have to take these steroids because of this disease. And on top of that, you're going to feel weak all the time. So that was the the starting point for me, that ter- that point that I look back to where that struggle and adversity really started. What are, what are the symptoms of, you know, like of that um, sickness that, you know, like you, yeah. Yeah. So the main thing is your muscles get really weak. So your muscles get so inflamed that, they just they just work overwork themselves and you just become super weak all the time. It literally just feels like you're super lethargic, but I got to the point where I could barely walk. It was so scary to have my f- life flipped upside down. I was the fastest kid on the soccer field. Next thing I know, I can barely walk. I can barely bend down to pick anything up. Uh, another thing is you get skin rashes. I didn't get that as bad. One of the craziest things that happens with JDM, and this is how I knew like I really had this because it's super unique to it. I got these calcinosis, which is a fancy term for like rocks, but these rocks grow inside 
on your muscles. So I had rocks, I had golf ball size, size rocks on my calves and I could feel them. And it was just like rock hard. And it was, it was so painful. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, what is going on with my body, man? Like, why do I have golf ball size rocks in my legs and all over my shins? It was so weird. But yeah, those are the symptoms. Fuck. And you're 12, right? You know, like, so, so yes, yeah, I'm 12 at this point. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're just at the, uh, almost at the Evans door of, you know, the, the first flirtings, uh, you know, um, the first flirts are at this time, you know, like the, the puberty, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, high school begins, you know, like pretty much at that time, you know, like where, where, you know, like you're, you're pretty much at, like I said, you know, like it, you're at Evans door of the ladies you know like you know (laughs) and this happens oh needless to say i wasn't attracting any ladies uh the steroids also caused another side effect my cheeks blew up like a chipmunk and i was so embarrassed man i had to take school photos my mom still has them i don't even want to see them anymore i just look like a chipmunk and people would make fun of me for that that shit was brutal man that shit was brutal to a kid that's that young that already got bullied for being short. It kind of felt like an outcast to begin with. You're you're putting the icing on top of the cake for for me at this point. Calling me a chipmunk. I'm embarrassed to take a school photo. People are having to look at this in their yearbooks when they turn to it, so they can go whenever, whenever year and go back. Look, that's Joey with the with the chipmunk cheeks. So now I now I laugh about it. It's not it's not a big deal now. The cheeks of sure. come down. Uh, they've come down <laughs> a little bit since then. Yeah, so that it was really rough at that age. Going into high school, I was so excited for that, and it just it wasn't the way I expected it to go. What is the prognosis in terms of recovery when you know, like when they finally freaking find out what it is? They found out. My doctor told me that I would have this for the rest of my life. Um, I still do. I can feel the weakness from time to time, but it's not the way it was, but that's now I'm 26. So they said, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. You're not going to be able to go to the gym and lift. You're always going to be weak. And you're always going to have to take at that point, 20 pills during the day and 20 pills at night, all sorts of bullshit that definitely fucked my body up more than it should. Right. It's just all this, all this drugs and and stuff that made me feel like shit but yeah that that was what i had there was no timetable for me to to get better there's no hope when i went into the office it was always like i was being babied like this is just how it is this is so unfortunate but we're gonna be positive and like do this there's never like oh you're gonna get taller or whatever like i remember i think i had like a 12 my like my bone scans were like that of like an older person. I forget, but like it was another reason why I wouldn't grow more. It was so weird. I was like, what is going on? Like I was just playing soccer and scoring on kids right there. And it just is a testament to how quickly life can change. I've seen that with people that I've interviewed and talked to too. It's just, it can change in a snap. Oh, so what kind of kid do you become and how do you go through your teens with this shit, you know, kind of, you know, like, you know, pulling a shadow over you? Dude, people will never understand. Even my friends from back then, when they hear, I've I've told this story a couple of times of like, they don't understand because I, I faked it really well. I had some friends and, and I made it work, but I was so fucked up, man. Like, and I didn't even realize how fucked up I was until I looked back at myself when I was older. I made this protective shell of myself. I stopped making friends. I stopped putting myself out there and taking risks and doing things that were like a teenager should be doing, right? With ladies. I wasn't talking. I was afraid because I would get made fun of. Like, I'm a, I don't want to get rejected. I don't want to deal with that. I'm already dealing with all this. So I kind of got driven into this cocoon before I got JDM. I was an outgoing person. I would go up to anybody, talk to them, go to their lockers. Then after this, I took on this very introverted, safe 
don't take any risks personality that I carried with me for years. I still have it, right? I still battle that old identity because it took me till three years ago to finally realize that I was carrying this identity. I'm, I'm not always a introverted person. Um, that's just not who I like default am. I have to remember back, like I'm outgoing. I'm extra, like I was an extroverted person. Now there's, I have felt I'm a little more introverted. Like I feel that more now I'm older, but now when I give myself that chance and I, I don't define myself the way I find myself having conversations with anybody. So I've kind of flipped that narrative uh, since then. But I mean, that was years ago. So it, it carried with me for a long time. Did, um, and you, you, you talk about, you know, like that you had friends and all, uh, but, but you also talked about, you know, like bullying, um, can, can, can you elaborate on that? You know, like how, you know, like how were, you know, like were the friends, uh, already there when, you know, like that whole thing ordeal happened or, you know, like you, you, you made new friends, you know, like how, you know, like how does it, that shit works, you know, like. Because, you know, like, it's a, it may seem like a weird question, but, you know, like, obviously, this probably is the worst fucking time for this to happen. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing, you know, like, it, it is such a shit, you know, like, I'm not, not, I haven't been bullied, I haven't been, you know, like, I haven't gone through, um, like, a bad sequence of my teens at all, but it was bad, you know, like, I mean, you know, like, the, I have, I've never seen... You know, like a, a you know, like an adult say that their their teenage years were phenomenal. Like there's a there was yeah. always some shit going on. Um, not only that, but um, I remember you know, like so so I was not the bullied, neither the bullying kind that I taught. I you know, like so I didn't think that I was a bullying individual at all, and I obviously wasn't bullied. Um, I you know, like I was. You know, like the my parents had like a house in in the country, and we organized the after prom, and you know, like so I was like not the most popular kid, but you know, like I was part of the people that were popular. So yeah, uh, obviously there were two hundred people on my you know like on on you know on my father's land, and my father freaked out and the whole thing. But all that to say that a few years later, um, someone opened a Facebook page on my high school. And so, you you know, like you, you kind of surprise yourself looking at the page and flipping through some of the, you know, like the people joining in and um, saw like a, a few people that, you know, like I recognized. Um, and, and I'm not too sure how, how it happened, but someone wrote something like, uh, what's your best memories from, you know, like that, you know, like those years. And so obviously, you know, like, you know, like it was all... Um, flowers and you know like uh some some you know unicorns and shit like that you know like what you know like probably you know like some of some of the you know the jocks and whatever but um at some point and you know like a, a, a man that i recognize you know like so we most probably were kind of in parallel you know like going through the same years and you know i like come you know like either in the same class or not but you know like if if you know so i know who this guy is and his response was in such a vile, in such violent terms that I was like, "Oh shit, that guy!" You know, like it, so. So this high school episode was actually a nightmare. Um, while you know, like, and so I had to actually sit and you know, I like, kind of think back and ask myself, you know, like. Did I laugh? <laughs> you know, like at, at this kid. You know, like did I? You know, like was I part of the people that he, he was describing? In in you know, like in in that thing. Um, and I obviously know some people that probably you know like didn't share on that page, but you know, like I, I you know, like reading him, I know that some people it was worse. Um, and so I'm, I'm guessing that it was, you know, like a really bad experiment and, you know, like a very bad experience. Um, how, you know, like, I, I mean, you know, just, just tell me more about this. You know, like, how, how was it? In regards to friends, that time period of life going through school is interesting. A lot of my friends are people that laughed at me too, right? 
they were people that laughed at me and we all laughed at each other. But then it, you know, as guys do, we laugh at each other. We make fun of each other. We bust each other's balls. That's what we do. But it got to the point where it got personal. It got to be too much. And that's when I started really not trusting anybody because I had all these friends. And since then, you know, a lot of them have apologized, right? And it's like, you know, that that was wrong. And that's cool. But it still fucked me up. So that time period was tough with friends. I really isolated myself. I remember going through high school. It was tough in the beginning. And then I made my friend, I, I was friends with my friend Connor, who he knew about everything. And he was, he was my best friend. Like we, we did everything. And I really just stuck by his side, right? He stuck by mine and we just did our thing. I really had one close friend when I'm surrounded by thousands yep. of people that I do know. Right. I've, I knew everybody, but I was not popular. And, you know, I, I still feel like that to this day. I, I feel like I don't get the recognition uh, from anybody, but my close friends and my family. And that's OK. It drives me. Uh, but yeah, it, it was tough. And now I have tons of awesome people, awesome friends. Times have changed since then. But going through school, middle school, high school, it's. It's a war. It's a war zone in there. It really it is. is. It is. Did, did you develop any, um, you know, um, depression, anxiety, you know, like uh, fear of people, fear of oh, yeah. crowds? Oh, uh, yeah. Fear of rejection, yeah. that introverted. I, I carried a social anxiety with me forever, forever. And even through college, I was always wondering why I was so scared to go talk to that girl that I liked. I know it's not a big deal, but I was terrified. It, it all it all linked back to, to that. It all linked back to that. It's identity. so funny. It is so funny. You, you talked. You, you just said that, and um, you know, like you, you mentioned approaching a lady, and um, one of my best buddy was actually a kid called Eric, and and he left for kind of the countryside. Between, you know, like my, when, I, when we were both 14 and then we found each other like 18. And this guy had the confidence of a fucking bull. You know? Like <laughs> it, it was just, I don't know how you did it, but, you know, like just to get back to what you said, um, my, my friend Eric would say, what's the worst that can happen if you approach her? She's going to say no. And I said, you know what the worst that could happen? She's going to say no. You know, it was kind of the same sentence. Yeah. But the impact that it would have on me, well, would just, um, I wouldn't go. You know, like I, I wouldn't be able to go at all. It's like this force, right? It pulls you away. And it's so weird. It's like, why, why can't I do this? It's like stepping. It's not as dramatic, but like when you're on the edge of a cliff and you're like, you step backwards because you don't want to fall. Yep. It's that feeling just a little less because that's a little more scary. Uh, I've learned throughout time, like now through what, what I have to do now, because I still struggle with it, is I just have to stand there and just say things like that and go. And every time I go and do it, you realize that, dude, nothing really fucking matters. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. If she rejects you, life moves on. It, it Nothing, it doesn't matter. Like, Things in the moment seem so scary until you do them. And then you're like, oh, that's done. Yeah. Good or bad. If something good happens, fuck yeah, dude. If not, then it doesn't. That scary presentation, that work meeting, that all these things you get anxiety in and, and, and rustled up about, nothing bad happens. But I still find myself getting, that, getting back into that same feeling, even though I know that. It's like that habitual uh, cycle of just like who I was or who my subconscious thinks I slam or the story I'm holding on to, it takes work. And it that's that's a whole nother thing, overcoming social anxiety. But usually there's a link to why like you feel that way and why it's hard from, from your past. And for me, it was that situation through school, not trusting people, getting rejected, but also just having girls laugh at me in the hallway. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah. Absolutely. I have to ask about siblings, if there are any, and the parents. Um, I have two parents, they're divorced, and I have a sister who's couple six years older than me. Um, yeah. How, how were they through that 
you know, like, I mean, in terms of the, the support and you're know, like, even most probably being worried about you, you know, like uh, how, you know, like how, w how was that situation? My mom was the best. She took me to every doctor's appointment, helped me out so damn much. She, she is the best. She still is the best. She has nothing but unconditional love for her kids. And that's a very, very special thing. And sometimes I might take it for granted, but I am really great, grateful for it. Mom, if you ever listen to this, I'm extremely grateful for it. And I tell her that my dad and I had a relationship that came with hobbies. We never got close with each other in regards to like what we went through. We got close through sports. He was always my soccer coach, my baseball coach, my lacrosse coach, basketball coach. I played all the sports. He was a coach which is his own way of showing up for me, right? And I knew that. That takes a lot of effort being someone who is struggling, trying to start their own business to, to come yep. to your kids' games. That, like, that's hard. That's very difficult. It and is. I look back now with a lot of gratitude for what he did and, and the sacrifices he made because he's always like, I didn't have to do that. And like, but that's just, I wanted to because you're my son. When this happened, sports kind of got removed So that yep. the change, the dynamic between my dad and I, he didn't quite understand because he never has been through something like this, what was going on. Like he supported, right? But he didn't understand like my mom did. And he kind of was there. I eventually got back to playing sports and you know, that relationship kind of advanced. Actually, we got into fishing after that because I couldn't. And then we, we grew through that. So we really grew through like hobbies and, and different things. That's how we connected. So that was our relationship. Uh, my sister and I, we never were really close. I don't know why. And we still aren't the closest. And that's probably something I need to work on. We talk a lot, but it's not like we're close. Like my mom and I are close. My dad and yep. I, he's, you know, he, they're divorced. He's doing his own thing. I see him from time to time. It's not really, it's, a, it's his okay relationship. And, you know, those are things I have to work on because at this point in my life, it's my responsibility to uh, work on those relationships. It's, it's no one else's. If I want a better relationship, I got to put in the work. And usually when you put in the work, other people will as well. And, and obviously, you know, like they're, they're under the same duties, you know, like so. So, you know, like if, if your father wants to get tighter with his son, you know, like he, he has some to do, you know, like so. So, you know, like you, like you said, you know, like you, you want to move out of the discomfort to, you know, put yourself in, in a situation where you're comfortable with, you know, like the level of relation that you expect between you and your and your father, you know, like so and same for your sister. Um What were what were your your uh, academic uh, aspiration? You know, when, when you finish high school and Ooh, academic, I don't know, dude. I I didn't know what I was going to do. I finished high school, graduated, wanted to go somewhere. So when I was graduating, uh, well, right before graduation, when senior year started, that's when my parents got into their whole fight and the separation started. So that kind of broke me. It, it became one of those fights, right? I'm already going through all this shit. And it became this fight of, oh, you know, if Joey wasn't doing that, or if he wasn't, because I'm being a teenager, you know, I'm playing video games, talking back sometimes, like all the stress somehow gets unloaded on me because my sister was a very good child. She didn't really do much. And I was more of the rebel, shall I yep. say. I got it all unloaded on me. So then I'm here like, what the fuck? Like, I love my dad. I love my mom. I don't know what to do. Why are they saying this? Why is she crying? Why is he angry? Uh, whose stories do I believe? Because everyone has two sides to the stories. So I'm in a giant clusterfuck. And then I'm in my senior year. I'm graduating. I said, I got to get the F out of this place. I got to go to college you know what? Like, that's a great thing to get out of there, but I'm still so messed up. Like, I'm not fixing any of these problems I'm going through. I'm just going to college. So I went to Towson University here in Maryland. It's right near Baltimore. It was actually the first school I got into. Uh, I didn't get into Delaware or uh, Miami. Probably a good thing I didn't get in Miami. Uh, then I went to Towson, which was a great school. I've met all my friends, my roommate, my best friend now. He, he went to school there. 
But when I got there, I was fucked up. I, I started drinking, smoking weed, doing all these things. <laughs> I, I, I was just doing all this stuff because I, I didn't know where else to, what else to do. I was just like, well, life can't get much crazier. Like, let me do yeah. this stuff. So it, you know, when we, when we, I feel like a lot of kids head into school with issues. Like they head into school with stuff because you're so young and, and that environment ramps up real fast. So yeah, that that's where it started. It it it, it does. Not only that, you know, like as we talked about the fact that it's the worst time of our lives, you know, like in terms of, um, you know, like it, it's a gross time. You know, like you, everyone trying to find their identity. Um, in the meantime, adults are asking us, "What are you going to do for the rest of your life?" That you know. By the way, you know, like what the fuck? You know, like I don't even know who I am. You know, like I don't even know where i am and what and you're not i am doing that work in college when you're in college if you're doing that self-identity work in college bravo you are a next level in college you're drinking and you're going to class and you're and if you're a guy you're hitting on girls like your girl you're focused on guys like you're not focused on self-identity you're who you are in the moment and you're living that yeah so it's you, you i didn't do that work till i graduated but if anyone's doing that in college wow that's impressive yeah, ass off. You know, like I, I remember, like even in high school, being asked, "So, what do you want to do with your life?" I'm like, what? You know, like I, I, you know, I skateboard and you know, and and you know, I can drink, like you know, like I, I would, I would hide, you know, like to drink and shit like that, and you know, like girls were just like getting their, you know, like their first curves, and I would be freaking out, you know, like just like, and. In the meantime, some some teacher asked me, you know, like, um, can you fill that grid here? And you're gonna you're gonna be an astronaut. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a wild time. School. I hate to preface this for people in school, but it doesn't teach you jack shit. Like school teaches you basics. If you're a doctor or any going for that, yes, it does. Yeah, that they definitely do. But if you're going for business, dude. You don't learn about business so you get into business. You don't learn about anything. And when you're that young, you don't know what you're going to do. I am never going to look at my kid and be like, what do you, I'll ask him like, what do you aspire to be? What's your dreams? Never like, what are you going to do with your life? That's a stressful question. And hell, I didn't even know when I graduated for a long time. Like I finally have got my footing of like where I want to go and, and, and some aspirations. It takes time because you don't know where you want to go if you don't know who you are. If you've never done the work and asked yourself the questions of why am I when why am I the way that I am, understanding your habits, understand your self-destructive habits, how to, like there's so many things you don't know that like you just don't know where you want to go. Like people f do the self-discovery work and then discover they want to write a book or they want to like become a speaker or they want to start a podcast, right? Whatever they yep. like. What, this stuff happens. But if you told someone when you're in high school, hey, I want to start a podcast, they'll laugh in your face. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Not only that, you know, like it's um, you know, like it, it it's the people should ask, you know, like teens should teenagers should ask themselves kind of the corny magazine questionnaire, you know, like what do you like? What do you hate? You know, like kind of that, you know, like that basic questions you know like do you like to be around people do you like you know like you know leading and and be part of the team and um which are you know like and and it eliminates quite fast a bunch of jobs that you know like you shouldn't even consider and you know um at the end of the day you know like the the timing of those questions and you know and their growth it's really fucking bad, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think, you think, it's like, you think the kindergartners is going to know what they want to do with the rest for the rest of their life? I think either an astronaut, I could give a fuck. Yeah. An astronaut. Like it, it, it never line. I mean, it might line. It definitely lines up for some people. I mean, obviously the odds. But it's, it's really tough to be asked those questions so young. That self-discovery comes. And frankly, I don't think you got to work on yourself before you even know like what those things you like are. Like I never thought I was a leader, man. If you asked me that two, three years ago, I would have said, dude, no, but now I do feel like I'm a leader 
because I've done the right things health wise for my body. I eat the right things. Like I have energy, like it's different. Like I've worked on myself. So you can completely flip. You might not know like who you really are. Absolutely. You might not know. And that's why it's powerful to do. And I always tell my friends, it's, there's so much anxiety that comes up thinking about that. Cause it's like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Like so much anxiety. Cause like you don't know. But you have to start slowly asking those questions and start unraveling those things. And it's not like a, it just pops. Like it, it takes time and conscious effort and self-awareness that you can't get if you're going out to the bar every second and, and getting drunk. Yep. And I mean, it's, it's tough because I know a lot of people are never going to get it. They're never going to figure it out. And they're going to carry their shit with them all the way until they're they die so absolutely that's why it's important we do stuff like this so people can listen and and, and maybe it changes one person's life to, to look at a different and that's meaningful yeah just like part of a reality check you know like that you know like we, we you know like i'm i'm the I, I am of this opinion that you know like it's it's a bit early and i'm not talking about you know like you know spending you know like until your 30s you know like uh, with in your mom's basement that's not what i'm saying you know like i think there's a difference between you know like the two you know like take action and do shit uh work for god's sake you know like just that you know like i was a cashier of a fucking drugstore you know like i was a cashier in a sports athletic store and whatever i did you know like not even it wasn't a cashier but it's like a kind of a sales consultant where you know like i'm not wasn't even less than a sport fan or 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 sport um guy you know like i didn't do any sports um i did telemarketing and all that kind of shit um all that to say that you know like it builds your character you know like doing these things and you know like interacting with people builds your character and asking yourselves the question you know like it you know like you, you need to ask yourself those questions what is the, you know, like, what is the outcome of, you know, like that college period for you? You know, like how, you know, like how do you go out, you know, how do you get out of, when I say get out, not like if you, you wanted to run away, but, you know, like how do you, what it, what is your professional aspiration then? I don't know. I, I, I had no idea at that point. My dad owned his own business growing up, so... All I knew was, well, maybe I'll go work for the business. I don't know. It was a labeling company in New Jersey, small business. Uh, he worked his ass off to get there. Like I said, he came to all my games and all these things. Um, shit still got fucked up in our family, though. And, you know, it taught me a lot of things about, you know, we didn't never had, like, no money. So it taught me things about money. And, like, that shit don't help you if you're fucked up. Like, if if things get messed up in your family at all it all just crumbles right and for me it is it's hard it's hard for me to explain what i aspired to be because i didn't know man i i had to i went there and i worked after school for a little bit with for my dad and dude i was miserable i had no drive i didn't get anything done i was like I can't be like this. I know I'm better than this. I know I'm more than this. I literally just moved back down here two year, like two years ago and just got a job out of nowhere doing uh, sales development. But I knew I could do, since I started a podcast during that time, I knew that I could do digital marketing work. I just never done it before. So I took a leap, got an interview, and he said that I could do they didn't have any marketing department at a $50 million company. It was so weird. Uh, so I was like, you can do development work and do marketing. So I, that's what I did. And now like running on all cylinders. I think that's when I said like, I have done things that I had no fucking clue how to do. And I excel at them. And it took me a year. Like, and I didn't even think I could do, like, I, I, I had faith that I could do them, but I'd never done them before. So like you can do things you don't think you can do. Like, it just takes practice and believing like I never, I always thought that was so fucking cliche. Like, Oh, you just got to believe you can do it and you can do it. Right. <laughs> that saying always pissed me off. I was like, it what does. are you talking about? 
It what are does. you talking about? But it is, it is fucking true. Like I thought I could do it. Like, I had this feeling I could do this. Have I ever done it before? No, dude, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's unbelievable. I'm like, I think to myself, like, how the fuck am I doing this? Like I'm doing this. I, I, I get, I'm going to be a, a manager to a director and it's like in, in years time, but in, in time going out of line, but like all of this from not knowing what to do. So like, it's crazy to see that, that saying actually means something in, in the tangible world. And not only that, you know, like, I, I don't know who said, you know, um, I don't know who said that, but you know, like you're never going to fail at something you don't try, you know, like just fucking try, you know, like and believe, you know, and you got to fucking start, do it. Like you got to yeah. like try, you got to, like you said, you got to just go out and do it and, and trust yourself that if you fuck it up, just keep going. That's it. You know, like, and, and you know, like, and if, if it, doesn't fit you you're gonna realize soon enough you know i can if if it's not for you you know like go to the next one and that's it you know like so you're never gonna fail and and you know stuff that you don't try you know like so so learn from these failures when you do try them and if they don't fit and if it's not for you you know like you it's not gonna take you know like a long time for you to realize that you know like so yeah i mean you know like i i, I hate that that kind of that sentence too but there is something to the effect of um <laughs> try you know like just just push yourself you know like make yourself uncomfortable and um so with with that said wh where does it lead you today you know like wh where where are you at and you know like how are you doing and you know even on the healthy on the health level how are you yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty well overall. I'm living here in Baltimore, Maryland. Probably gonna move to Northern Virginia here soon. That's it works for the job either way. But you know, went from not knowing what I wanted to do to having a really good digital marketing job. Like I said, doing things I never thought I could do. Recently, I've been feeling way off in my health. Not like JDM, just my health, like my head and like groggy. I ate like shit. I would make every excuse under the sun. I'd eat healthy once, twice a week. And I'd be eating mozzarella sticks up to the bar, cheeseburgers, pizza, whatever. I started really dialing down on my health and, and eating right. And dude, my energy has picked up over the past like couple, like month. It's only been like a month. It's picked up so hard, so much. And like things that, started that felt like really messed up feel like they're getting better so it's important like your health what you put in your body man is so important i'm finally realizing that along with sleep those are two things that i'm really working on right now because I, after reading all the science and everything behind it it's very important it's very important it's not a joke Right, your the sleep is when your body repairs itself. It's when you heal. Yep. That is when you heal. Like think about being in like a healing chamber, like you see in movies. It's not real, but when you're sleeping, your body is repairing because you're not exerting all this energy. You're you're resting, and that's yep. when you're healing. And if you have a bunch of shit in your body, it's like dropping bombs all over the place. Like it's it's impossible to to fix it. So give give yourself the right nutrients, water, all those things. But overall, I'm doing well. I'm. I got a long way to go on this journey to to health. The JDM, I don't really feel anymore, so that's good. But things come on in life. The next thing, the next health thing, the next thing you go through, we're always dealing with stuff. So it's definitely a work in progress for me. You talked about the podcast. What is the podcast about, and what is the name? What is the name of the podcast? Yeah, so I'm a co-host along with Avery Chapman, my buddy I met on Twitter. Uh, it's called the Mind Shape Podcast, like M-I-N-D-S-H-A-P-E. We bring people on from all around the world. Uh, could be from right down the street. I've had friends on. I've had people on from Indonesia, Romania, and we bring them on to share their stories. We focus on difficult stories that people have gone through traumatic events. We've had people that have been in school shootings, been in house fires. Uh, and then we go into things from like 
people losing a lot of weight or people losing a loved one, right? It, it's very, we talk about all sorts of different types of stories. You know, I share my story. It's the reason why I wanted to start a podcast like that to begin with because of the trauma I went through. I wanted to give people a place to share their stories because it helped me when I did uh, a point in my life. So I want to do that. Avery Chapman, he's from Michigan. I met him on Twitter. He was on the same uh, idea. He was same idea wise for me. So I brought we brought uh, I brought him on. We got together and we've been making this podcast for two and a half years now. Seen a lot of success. Had a lot of guests on. Gained a lot of perspective for ourselves and for people. So yeah, check it out if if you're into stories and people overcoming difficult stuff. One thing that we make sure we do. And man, it's one of those things that some people don't like. We get these messages sometimes of people that get angry. We make sure that if if our guest wants to go deep, we allow them to go as deep as possible into these stories. And sometimes they get dark, right? What I always have said is real life, that's real fucking life. We should not censor what happens in real fucking life. We need the people to share the stories. There's all these censored shit online. Don't censor your stories. Say what really happened to you, right? That what's that's what really helps somebody because this is real life. This really fucking happens. And, and, and you know, like, it's an indecency to think, uh, even think about um, censoring that. You know, like especially yeah. when it's someone's when it's someone's experience and 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 life experience. You know, like why the fuck would I tell someone before? You know, like some you know, like even in pre-recording discussion, people are like, you know, like is there stuff I'm not allowed to go? Is there you know, like is there places I'm not allowed to go? I'm like, fuck no. You know, like, uh, and I'm not. You know, like I'm not the. You know, like I, I don't I don't want to click, but you know, like first of all, you know, like that. that you know, like the, my, and I'm guessing yours as well, but you know, like my podcast, the, well, in terms of the origin, you know, like I'm, I'm a fucking alcoholic, you know, like, so, so I had to keep in mind always the humility of like, just putting the first name as the episode title. I don't want to put too much fame into some of the individuals that here in my, you know, like in my, in my region, um, our idol public, you know, like public um, personalities and and so on and so forth. So I always keep the first name just for the sake of both the humility and the you know, like kind of the anonymity of it. Um, and so there's there's never an occasion where you know, like I, I I do clickbait, but you know, like I the last thing I want is to feel that someone that um, kind of kept themselves from saying their truth. Um, and I love what I hear when I hear you. Um, tell about this you know like uh, you know like it's it's it you know that's the definitely the beauty of what a podcast recording is um however raw you can have it all uh, out you know like put it out like that you know like so um i usually ask my guests the same pretty much final question but um i'm gonna tweak it a bit for you joey okay i usually ask my 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 guests what is your typical best healthy um, sobriety diet? You know, like both in terms of physical, spiritual, um, mental. Um, what for you, Joey, is your ideal, would be your ideal, you know, trilogy of healthy diet to keep yourself sane, um, emancipated, and, and healthy? Ooh, that's interesting because. I'm still a work in progress on what that would be. For I myself. know that's why I'm asking. You know, like, no, yeah, let's go through it. Let's go <laughs> because through you, it. you you told yeah. me about the sleepless nights and eating shit. Oh, that's so I'm that's guessing. So important. I ideally, ideally, I'd be someone who gets on the rotation of of sleeping regularly, drinking the right amount of water. I'm working on that too. It's hard to do everything at once. It's overwhelming. I, I remember it all. Um, but gets eight hours of sleep, seven, eight hours of sleep a night. You don't need more. There's something called oversleeping, which is bad too. So you get the right amount of sleep. You sleep through the whole night because waking up might seem like you're getting a bonus sleep, but you ain't. Um, you're not getting anything. I would say eating, that's something I'm, I'm really figuring out. I'm not sure the perfect 
uh, diet for myself. I'm, I'm mixing and max matching foods to see what makes me feel off because I kind of suffer from like vertigo and like inflammation in, in my head because I got to get off balance. So some things trigger that. Some foods trigger that more than not. So I'm trying to figure out those things. Recently, I've just been eating you know, a lot of, a lot of greens, a lot of veggies, uh, wild caught fish. Like I love salmon and just, just rice, like keep it simple. Right. I don't put any like sauce on it. It tastes fine to me. Uh, but like when I, when I mean like spaghetti and anything with like gluten and stuff, I, I feel like shit. So I like cut that gluten out and uh, diets are for, uh, they all change for people, but for me, gluten and those things are sensitive. And if you are sensitive to foods, recording them and putting them in a diary is important. Know like what triggers you to feel good or not, right? You want to feel good. That's the yep. optimal thing. The trilogy is for me to feel clear-headed, to have great energy, to show up as my best self, which I have seen happen when I do the right things. So it's possible. And it's possible for everybody if you do the right things. How do so, you maintain that spirit, Joey? Because we're we've all we talked, we only talked about one third of the old thrill, you know, like the old trinity, you know, like so. There's mental, spiritual, <laughs> and physical. We went through your physical and and a bit of the mental, right? The, me the mental aspect for me is the most important thing I found is your relationship with yourself. And people always say again, another cliche thing: you have to love yourself. Annoying, right? Because what does that mean? Loving yourself means you stick to the promises you make to yourself. It means you take care of yourself as you're taking care of somebody who's sick, right? You're taking care of yourself in the proper way. And that comes with the physical aspect. That also comes with the mental aspect. You're meditating, you're reading, you're learning, you're doing things, you're, you're spending less screen time. Like you're not staring at a screen before bed. Like you're making sure your mental's right. Whether you have to take a break from social media, whatever it may be, um, mentally, I think for me, it's reminding myself and going throughout the day of sticking and that's a physical action, but sticking to what I say I'm going to do. If I have a craving to eat a piece of chocolate, and we all get that to consciously be aware of it, not just unconsciously go get it, be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to be that type of person anymore. I am a person that eats healthy, right? Changing my identity and attaching myself to the best version of myself mentally through what I say to myself like that congruence between action and thought has, has helped me a lot. And then spiritually, um, I'm faithful. Um, I'm Christian, so I pray. I've never read the Bible. Uh, I Growing up, I kind of went to church and stopped going to church and then just kind of lived my life, went to college, kind of got lost in the sauce, as they say. Uh, came back, gathered my faith. You know, I'm, I'm starting to read the Bible. I read the Bible every night, like just, two two passages and then I go to bed but it helps me get in tune with my faith if you don't believe in anything you believe in a higher power universe whatever it is or if you don't follow that you know have some spiritual guidance because guys like this world is so fucking big and crazy like there's got to be somewhat more to it than just than just this like it's crazy how complex this place is when you get down to the the nitty-gritty this place is complex like from 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 our uh, it's, it's not really on time from our immune system for how this shit works inside of us it is crazy this is, is designed by someone who knew more than any of us right there's it, there's definitely some architect behind yeah, this something, you know, and, and something, something it's great you know, like i say architect <laughs> and, and i know people are just trying to imagine someone but i'm not that's not what i'm talking about there's I, I'm, I'm talking about you know like the um and i was about to say that you know like having kids has flipped the script for me um you know um you know like the the, the lady i love and jizz <laughs> makes this fuck yeah. off you know like there's yeah. something much bigger than me behind this whole oh, thing yeah. you know, like you know like having a kid um you know like the the day that they're born having a kid be put on you and um you know like you hear the congratulations at all and and you look at this thing and you're like okay you know like i either believe in magic or I believe in something bigger than me. Like I, yeah. I, I, I have like two choices, you know, like, and if I do believe in magic, I'm, I'm a fucking lunatic. 
And, you know, like the other thing is, you know, like I, I'm going to stay sane and just believe that there's de definitely something much, you know, like the higher power is probably the best expression of it. You know, like just yeah. something bigger. That's it. You know, like, and, and there's no, it's not a religion talk. It, 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 re it really is a spiritual uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, Joey, thanks a lot for your time. Um, it was, uh, you know, like it, it was, it was a great discussion. You know, like I, I, I love the fact that, you know, like you, you've, you know, you've expanded kind of your horizon and, and, and made yourself a better person out of these experiences, um, in terms of where people can find you, um, the, you know, like all of the links that you're going to provide me are going to be put down in the description of the mm -hmm. episode. So people can find you in, in, in many different ways. And, you know, um, I encourage, uh, you know, our listeners to, to go to these, uh, to these places to reach out to you. And, um, and yeah, it was, uh, I, I'm thankful that you, you know, accepted to be part of that and, uh, really thank you for your time. Alex, thank you. I had a lot of fun sharing my story, just having a natural conversation. It felt it felt right. So thank you for asking thoughtful questions, uh, being interested in my story and having me on. Thanks. Take care. Bye. <laughs>